to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for callers. I'm getting a lot of people, listeners, uh, who want to be on the show, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. A lot of people always say in their emails when they email me like, oh, I know you've had this on before, uh, but this is my story. And I, I think everything is like most stories are very different. And that's why I like doing my show because it just goes to show that you know, everybody who cheats on their wife or cheats on their husband, it's not the same situation. Like you have to ask a lot of questions to get the real story before you sort of make an analysis. Things taken out of context, uh, you know, are are very different than what really goes down, right? So I could talk to a hundred guys who cheat on their wife and each story is going to be very different and you might feel very different about each guy. Uh, not everybody who cheats is like a terrible person. Um, so, you know, uh, even if I've had the topic on before, I'd love to have uh, you on the show. I think everybody's story is unique, like I said. <laughs> anyway, uh, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. This is a call and advice show. I like to talk to people who need advice, uh, who have an interesting lifestyle that they live that they want to talk about or people who have secret lives that they want to uh, reveal on my show. That'd be great. Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to, did I say the Twitter thing? I don't even care. Facebook, you can like my page on Facebook. I don't do shit on there, though I should. Uh, if you want to buy my book, it's called The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Trainwreck, and it's on Amazon. You can buy it there. It's a, like a graphic novel that I drew and I wrote, and I'm not a writer or an artist. I can't really draw their stick figures, but I think it's kind of funny. So you can, it's like my losing my virginity story until I turned 40 in every relationship I ever had. And it's like a bunch of love gone very wrong stories. That's like the tagline. And really it is. Like every one of my relationships were pretty effing horrible. So if you want to feel better about yourself, buy my book. <laughs> anyway, today on the call, I have a repeat caller. And he is uh, Sam. He's by gender. It was a whole uh, podcast that I did recently, actually, and he decided at the end, I think we talked about it even on the show, how I would love to have him call back in because he had more stuff to share, and that's what this call's about. It's like Sam is by gender part two. We get into a lot of new stuff with him. I dig a little bit deeper into his past, uh, like from when he grew up and what was going down because there were some interesting things, even medically speaking, that went down with him that might be related to the fact that he grew up and became bi-gender. Uh, we talk about what bi-gender means and a lot of other interesting things. So I'll be right back on with Sam. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. 
And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Okay, I'm going to start teaming. Hey, Sam, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast for your second part two call or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So I just want to talk really quickly because I was like texting someone this article that I read on Facebook and it was like so interesting that I'm like, I wonder if you have any sort of experience with this because and just for people like, I mean, I had you on recently for people that haven't heard your first podcast, you are bi gender, which means that you associate yourself at like, or what is the word, the correct word? You um, feel like you are a man and a woman. Right. Right. I relate to both. Yeah. Yeah. And you do dress up as a woman and go out in the world and do your business sometimes. Right. But I wasn't sure if you do it like in a regular way or just sexually in the in the clubs that you go to. But because there was this article today that was so fascinating to me because uh, it was all about how transgender men and transgender people actually just um, notice and and the difference between being a man and a woman and how they get treated differently and how they think differently and how they, you know, they experience the world differently because of being a man or a woman. And it's a whole thing about how sexism totally exists, right? Now, do you go out as a female? Yes, I do. Right. Now, do you notice what these people in the uh, article experience, whereas like when they're out as a female as opposed to being out as a guy, that it's a totally different experience? Yes. Like what do you notice as the difference? As a guy, um, it's people are more afraid of me. They're more, because I am African-American. Mm-hmm. So as a guy, people are more aware of me. People are more afraid of me. People more prejudiced to me. Mm-hmm. As a female, they're not so much. Yeah, well, let me just tell you, I don't even know that that's a... I mean, listen, I think for sure the African-American male thing is a totally fucked up experience to be having right now, especially... I don't think that it's any worse than it was. I think just social media is just showing how bad it's always been. But they did say in this article, and this was, wasn't because they were African-American, that the men... Definitely when they trans, when they transgendered, like when they became a man, the women that became a man, they felt like they were feared more. It was a different experience. Like women don't have that experience. So it's just like, you know, I think to sort of experience, like to feel that, you know, for the first time in your life, it's very interesting. And also they said the men said that they felt like that they could get away with more and they were more invisible than when they were a woman. Right. Yeah. Like. Um, like, here's, here's a story, okay, um, what this, I just, you know, I started going out regularly, um, you know, like, a couple of years ago, and I was going to the support group, mm-hmm. and I get on the train to go. Mm-hmm. It was hockey season, and the train's full of hockey fans. Right. Because of the game that night. Now, I get on and stand there, and nobody bats an eye. Nobody looks at me, nobody bats an eye. Um, Are you a guy or a girl at this point? You're a female. I'm a female. Okay. If I went on that train as a male, people would, you know, there'd be people that would look and notice where I am. So you felt like you were more, less conspicuous as as a woman than as a man? 
Yes. I think in this episode, I mean, in this article, they said the opposite or maybe they didn't. I don't remember. But anyway, I think because listen, I'm a female, right? And I have a lot of guy friends and I'm always trying to tell them. And this is the point that was so interesting to me in the article because they were saying that this is true, that like it's so hard to be a a woman. You know, my guy friends, a lot of them because they're older are part of that ridiculous sort of generation of like totally thinking that men are better than women and women are second class citizens. So they're so fucking rude about it, you know, and I I definitely feel and I try to explain to them like imagine you were exactly you with all of your opinions and your smarts and your sort of way and yet you're a woman and you're not taken seriously you're not listened to you know and this is like it's how would you like that you know it definitely is a very different experience it is a lot easier to be a man there are so many things in that article that is so interesting I'm going to post it on my Twitter feed it came out it's in Time magazine um, and it just was all about the differences and then and because we're going to talk about your transitioning because you were sort of like in a place where you want to transition but you don't know whether you should and what was really interesting in this article towards the end they talk about how um, the females who trans to become a man, transitioned to become a man, when they took the male hormones and were fully male, they thought in a completely different way. Whereas when they were female, they thought, you know, black and white and every color in the middle, they said. But when they were a man, right, and they had those hormones changed, they mm-hmm. were so much clearer and so much more decisive. And they thought very much black and white. There wasn't all that stuff in the middle like women think, you know. So there really is a very big difference and even you know just hormonally like there's a a huge difference so it was very fascinating to me so that's something to think about if you're going to uh you know do the full transition because you're a guy now right which means that you probably think a little bit more clearly now if you're going to become a woman and you're really going to take that whole step you're going to see every side of a situation you know and that's just the way that it goes but see i do that now right let me ask you this because in the first podcast it came out that when you were very young, like in middle school, actually, not that young, but like middle school, right? You grew boobs, right? Mm-hmm. You grew tits, like, and you had to actually tits. get a breast reduction. So there was right. like, and I'm assuming this was a hormone thing. Yes, it was. Right. So you had a lot of female hormones. Now, after you got that breast reduction, now I would think that they would follow your hormone levels after that pretty closely because of like, what you went through? I mean, is that something that they looked at for a couple of years afterwards? Oh, yeah. And to this day? Not to this day. Um, I haven't had that checked in years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty much totally after puberty. Right. But now, did you still have an overabundance of, like, estrogen in you? Is that what happened before you got the breast reduction? And then what happened after? Um, yeah. It's funny because I, so, I was so young and... At that time, I was just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't want to deal with it. I don't know. But it was, yeah, it was I wish like that's the, whatever. Yeah, my first that, thought when you said you were like, yeah, whatever, I was thinking like maybe you're rewriting the story now and you remember it very differently because that must have been completely almost unbearable to deal with at that age. I really just think. I mean, there's enough yeah, to deal but, with at that age that people are dealing with. And it's a very hard time, I think. In a people's life, that's why everyone gets zits and look like shit at that age. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're just like a mess to begin with. You know, add tits into the mix when you're a guy and you looking around and all no guy has that. And all, I mean, that must be such a mind fuck that I just almost think it's you just had to sort of not deal, you know, and just say like whatever. 
but probably it was too much. Yeah, I mean, don't you think? At the time, I kind of things just happened. And I kind of went, okay, you know, I just went with it. So when people ask me, oh, what was you feeling by the time or this? I can't give you an answer because I pretty much just walked through it. Because pretty much what? I pretty much sleepwalked through it. Yeah, but that, but maybe you sleepwalked through it because you had to sort of like yeah. cut off a part of yourself because if you went through it completely aware, it would have been way too much. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe you just yeah. like unplugged a part of yourself, you know what I'm saying, and disconnected because it you sleptwalk through it because to not to be awake through it would have been too much. True. Right? Yeah. So but on some level, I mean, and you're in therapy, we talked about this the first time and I believe so much in that mm-hmm. stuff, especially like the subconscious shit, you know. Subconsciously, it is in you. That whole experience, everything that you went through, it is there. Yeah. It's probably locked up and never to come out. And you might never be able to really experience how you really felt at the time because maybe you just couldn't get close to it. But it's in there somewhere, right? Because mm-hmm. you did go through that experience. Yeah. Um, and as much as you say you sleptwalk through it, it, you know, you do say to this day you still feel like you wish you had those tits, right? Because you really want them back. Yeah, I to this day, I want them back, yeah. Right. And I know that you're, whole, like, you're confused about transitioning because you don't want to sort of kill the guy in you. Because being bi-gender is all about sort of relating as both. It's not like you're a guy and you just want to be female. Like, you enjoy being right. a male, I never, right? Right. I never sat there and was like, okay, um, the wrong, I'm in the wrong body. Or, I'm the wrong, you know, I'm male, but I'm female. It was more like, I'm both. I relate to both. Right. and But you didn't you know, really know, like when you were younger, right, and you had those breasts, <laughs> and then you got, like when you were in that in that age, like did you, you always said you kind of knew you were different, but you didn't know what it was, right? Right. And you didn't really know that you, you liked the whole being a female thing until you had that girlfriend, you started wearing her panties, right? Right. So, but do you, looking back now, and I didn't get into a lot of like the like growing up stuff, which I always find interesting because I think even though some people don't want to believe that that shit means anything, I think it means everything. You know, do you think looking back now, if you have to be completely honest, even if it's the slightest thing that was going down when you were really young or through, you know, your like toddler, like up to mid mid high school, like what was going on that was like signs that maybe you could you could figure out now but you couldn't figure out then. That's something that you were maybe transgender. Um I played with dolls as a kid. Mm-hmm. But then I played with cars too. So, you know. Um when I did like imaginary characters when I played as a kid, you played by yourself and the, most of them were all female. Mm-hmm. Um I friended a lot more females than I did males. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was easier for me to friend females than males. I prefer females than males. How come? Well, back then I did, yeah. Like, like female teachers, I preferred female teachers than I did male teachers. Okay. And maybe it's because it's like, obviously that's what I wanted. 
Right. Maybe. Or maybe, but maybe you were just attracted to them or maybe it was like you were trying to like figure out what they were all about because maybe you were trying to figure out what you were about. I don't know. Maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. But you felt different though, right? But you didn't yeah. know what it was. Right. And that created like a whole world of like isolation, right? Like you kind of isolated yourself. I mean, we talked about this a lot in the first podcast, yeah. a little bit in the first podcast, because you said you weren't really close with your sister and, you know, your family. You don't like I think your mom has passed, but like, you you know, your family mm-hmm. doesn't know a lot of stuff and you didn't have any really close friends because you always felt a little bit different. Right. So you kept people away so that nobody would kind of find out your secret. Yeah. Like like you could, you could talk to people who are friends with. Everybody knew a part of me, but they didn't know everything of me. Oh, really? Yeah, I compartmentalized friends. Right. Well, because you compartmentalized yourself. Like, you had different parts of yourself right. and they weren't integrated as one person. So you had different right. friends for different parts of you. Right. I, I feel like I kind of do that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, when I was, like, a drinker, I had friends I went drinking with, and then I had friends that I went. But I guess with you, it was a much more clearer and more defined right like you have some friends that knew you were know you as a man right some friends that know you as a woman right now you say that to compartmentalize what about when you were younger how do you compartmentalize your friends well i had you know i had friends who you know it was kind of like okay this friend i hang out where we talk about cars and stuff and i think this other friend i hang out with and we made talking about something else and you know they don't know everything i like you know what i'm saying and that was your way do you feel like to make sure that nobody really figured out who you were because you were afraid if they knew they would know that you you know you had this other stuff going on yeah it was probably my way of keeping people from me from hurting me right because because what would hurt you if they found out who you were and they weren't accepting right yeah, and, uh, you know, and, yes, I was teased as a kid. You know, we were all, you know, and it was a different time than now being bullied and that sort of thing. I mean, Yeah, totally. Um, we teased as a kid back then, but it was kind of like life, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you don't want to get teased, punch the kid in the face. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, your dad would tell you that, right? <laughs> Like man up, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just the way that's the that's the way that it was back then. Um, But were you teased because you were different? Were you like what were you teased? Were you teased because you had boobs? Um, Like what were you teased about? One person teased me about my boobs later on. When you were older and they were showing. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been horrifying. Until they got depressed, they were showing. Until what? Until I got them reduced, they were showing. And how long did you have those breasts? Like, how long were you walking around your school with breasts as a guy? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email. Podcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number 
the website and the email address will all be in the description. I don't remember. Right. It must be tough. You probably like, yes. uh, you know, forgot well, I about do it. I remember like I didn't take my shirt off. I didn't change for gym. There's stuff I just didn't do. I of didn't course. Get a, I didn't get undressed in the locker room. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Which is kind of ironic now because I can get undressed in front of people. Well, no, it's kind of really not. Yeah. And I just think maybe it's not such a coincidence that you're like this big exhibitionist because it's almost like, you know, listen, we all get aroused by things that maybe are like taboo or whatever, you know, and maybe that whole thing of you. Yeah. Definitely arouses me. Right. And there's nothing more taboo mm-hmm. for you than just being, you know, showing yourself to people because that was like something you just could not do your whole life. Mm. Right. True. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the, the whole exhibition thing. Yeah. A lot of it is being aroused to showing myself off, basically. Right, because you couldn't do that. You couldn't even get dressed for gym. Like, I mean, you were living, like, uh, you were hiding for so long in your life. There must be something probably very freeing about, you know, finding a place in your life where you could be completely the opposite. And, you know, you found Mm -hmm. that sexually. Yeah. Right? In those Mm -hmm. clubs that you started going to at a very young age. I mean, you were a virgin. And I'm assuming, you know, you were a virgin and you didn't have any action because you maybe didn't have so many friends. Because I'm like thinking to myself, you're 21 years old. Like, how come you didn't get, lose your virginity before that? Because I didn't push it. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, listen, most people. You know, thinking about it it now, could I I probably have done that, um, lost my virginity a lot sooner? Yeah, but Mm -hmm. I didn't. But I closed off everybody. Well, that's what I'm saying. You didn't have like a lot of friends. Like you weren't like a, you didn't live like a very typical, you know, high school life, right? Like you didn't have friends that you were hanging out with. Some people like, you know, dabble with alcohol and shit goes down even in high school. I mean, that's when I started drinking. (laughs) Maybe that's terrible to say, but like, you know, stuff like that goes on and people even like start fooling around. I mean, you didn't start fooling around with anybody till you were 21, right? Did you have experiences with boys when you were way younger? I forget. I know that you lost your virginity to a guy. Like you had a, you got your first blowjob from a guy when you were 21, right? And then after that, you found a woman online to sleep with. But before those experiences, when you were like an adult, right? Did you have like adolescent experiences with males and females? Um, yeah, there was a couple of friends of mine and we used to, um, hang out and we used to, you know, show each other our dicks and, and pull them out. And I always liked playing with, uh, one of my friends, Dick. Uh huh. How old were you? Oh, like I, um, This time we're probably probably junior high. Okay, so junior high is like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, right? Yeah. So at that age, because that's not like really little that you don't know what's going on, but you kind of know what's going on. Like at that age, you know what's going on, right? Like how did you get to the? How did? Because I mean that's not that young, right? So like how did it get to the point where you and your guy friends are in a room and you're like, let's take our dicks out? Um. Do you remember? No, I don't. But um, 
I think we were all hitting puberty, and it was all like we're all horny. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for for them it was horny. You know, mm-hmm. being horny, and mm-hmm. so you know we would be sitting there and we'll have our dicks out. And, um. And then who started just play, and, looking at each other? Like who started touching? And it was okay. Like everyone was cool with it. No, I only touched one. One friend, the other one I didn't. Okay, uh huh. And when he was there, we didn't touch each other. When he wasn't there, me and him would t- would touch each other. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? When there's three of us, and when the third guy was there, we didn't touch each other. Oh. But when he wasn't there, and it was just us two, we would touch each other. Oh, okay. And so, you would like would you like jerk each other off until like you came, or would you just like touch and get like aroused? Um. Yeah, we touch, get aroused. Uh, you know, we we jerk each other off till we came. Okay, and now did you would you like then go back to school and like like pretend like you know everything was like normal? I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we never talked about it outside of us. You know, you know, every now you know having a moment together playing with each other. Right, and how many times did you fool around with that guy? Because that's kind of hardcore. I mean, that's not just lightly touching. If you're jerking off and calming together, did it, it never progress to anything more? No. I mean, at the time when I think back, did I wanted to do more? Yeah, I really wanted to go down on them, but um, I just didn't. Right, and there was no kissing or anything like that? No. Okay, do you kiss guys when you fool around with them? Very rarely. And but women, you do. Uh, depends. Um, so you're not into kissing at all. No, it's not that. I mean, in in the club thing, we're all you know. Saying yeah. There's really no. There's really not a lot of kissing anyway. Right. Of course, it's just more about sex, and there's not that kind of fashion, right? And but so when you, right. I'm assuming I mean, when the you, last time I went yeah. was a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I ended up making out with another. I guess. Really, probably more of a cross-dresser than transgender person. Mm-hmm. Why he's doing his girlfriend? Okay, so you were making out with him while he was screwing his girlfriend. Yeah, and that was just hot because you were like watching. So it wasn't really like romantic kissing. It was right. It was like just a horny kissing. Yeah, it was. Um, wasn't romantic kissing. It was hot. Fuck me, kiss me. Yeah, kissing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But normally uh, you don't get into that. No, it was just um, this person, we, you know, it was just weird. He, we connected, and next thing you know, we're making out. And you liked it. Yeah. Right. And now, as a bi-gender person, what's interesting is that sexually, you label both of sides of yourself, the male and female sides, as homosexual. Or maybe you don't want to label that. You consider yourself bisexual. Well, Yet, well, bi. your guy side of you prefers men, and your female side of you prefers female, um, right? I get it. Well, it's more they both like both sides. Oh, they're both bi. But maybe the guy probably leans more towards guys, and the girl leans more towards girls, but... But everybody's by, yeah. Right. I was trying to explain this scenario to my friend, and she was very confused. I'm like, you have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, because it's just like, I, you know, because I know, I think on the first podcast, I was like, oh, then you're like sort of homosexual but as a male and homosexual as a female. But you do like, but you only date women, right? And romantically, right. you're only attracted 
to women, right? And so that would, I think that that would pose a problem or maybe you'd have to redefine who you are if you fully transition to a female because then you wouldn't be male anymore. You'd be female, right? And then you'd, since you're only attracted to women romantically, you would then be a lesbian, right? Right. But when we, in the transgender world, a lot of us, uh, a lot of, it's kind of funny because a lot of us say, don't try to figure out the whole what sex you are because we're so all over the place. Mm-hmm. Not, not in general, but it's so confusing with the gender and that stuff. Your sexuality is different than your gender, so. Is what? Your sexuality is different than your gender. Right. No, but I'm just saying that if you, but because romantically, like, do you feel like you would maybe change if you were a female, right? And maybe with the hormones would make you feel different and then you would be romantically attracted to men? I don't know. I don't know because if I transition, I probably wouldn't get hormones. So what would you, tra- how would you transition and what would that mean in your world? It'd be, it would be plastic surgery and that sort of thing. I'm afraid of the hormones because I'm afraid of shorting, you know, the side effects of shorting your life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That scares me. Right. So you would just so, do the operation, meaning like you would get tits. I mean, that's what I'm thinking right now. I would do the operation. The biggest thing would be get my tits back. Right. But like, can't you keep your penis? Like, can you take away your penis and get a vagina and like without hormones? Or I don't think that that would work, would it? Don't you need the hormones well, for I that whole aspect? Take my penis away. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so you would really stay a half a man, a half a woman, right? Because like from the waist down, you'd be a guy and then you'd have tits, yeah. right? I, and I think yeah. that's who you really are. It is. So that would just be like uh, making yourself whole. My female thinks that she's a girl with a dick. Yeah, right. It would be like coming full circle to that, you know, to that person who was in whatever grade and you had to get a breast reduction and it would be like just accepting yourself for who you were, right? Maybe on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that that, like if you're not, what's transitioning for you, if you're not really going to do the hormones and you're not going to chop off your dick. Because when I re-listened to the podcast and I was trying to figure out what angle we were going to take on this one, I was um, thinking we'd talk more about your transitioning. And I remember thinking when you just said like you, it was more focusing about how you wanted those breasts back. I was like, why don't you just get the breasts and don't take off, you know, your penis because you didn't want to give up the the guy side of you. That was the part of you that didn't want to transition. I never, I never wanted to, I don't have a, a desire. I never wanted to give up my penis. Right. So you don't have to, right? You don't have yeah. to. Can't you do both? And if you don't get the tits so big, don't you feel like you could keep them hidden on a certain level um, as a man um, or no? I've been kind of thinking about that. Because so you're heavier. Little... That's what you said on a first podcast. Yeah. You could just act like they're man boobs, no? <laughs> yeah, but I know me and my exhibitions. So I'm going to want to show Right, because you are that exhibition. Or, okay, and so you feel like right. then if so you want to show wa- them, you're going to have to be a woman more of the time, most of the time. Yeah, and I'm going to have to, you know, and also I want a size that shows. I don't want the ones that you can't see. Right, you don't want B cups. Like, I mean, I feel like most people are that way. If you're going to get breast implants, you might as well, you know, go all out. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, my breast ones now are H cups. You're what? My breast ones now, the ones, the newest ones, they got their H. What the hell is an H? That's what they call them. They're pretty big. <laughs> like gigantic, like way bigger than double D's. Um, no, no, not right. They, 
double D's because my best ones before these were double D's. But see, on me, because I'm a bigger frame person, mm-hmm. they fit. They go. Where do you go so find they, those things? That do you go get fitted for them, actually, or do you get them online? These came from Amazon. And what are they like for? You know, even women that have no tits could get these things, right? It's better than getting an operation for some people, right? Basically, they're the same breast forms that somebody who had breast cancer would get. Okay, and they're silicone like implants that don't go inside you like through surgery. They just go they inside go a bra. bra, right? Yeah, and they feel real. And now, because you're on the heavier side, do you have no, a little? They don't. They don't, they don't, they don't feel real. I mean, you, they're not mushy. You can touch them. You know, they're fake. I know, but they're not mushy because they're silicone. Like they're not. No, these are these are firm. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean, there's all different types out there. You can get mushy. You can get firm. You can get ones made with like basically a beanbag material. You get mm-hmm. silicone. You can get. There's a whole slew of things you can get. Right. So now I get why the whole transitioning thing would be very confusing for you because, you know, if you get those huge tits, right, you're not going to be able to hide them as a guy and you're still going to have your dick, right? Are you going to want to wear makeup every single day and be a female or are you going to feel confident enough to walk outside of your house as a guy with huge boobs? Can you get to that place? No. You know? No, because... yeah, if I'm looking as a guy, then I want to look like a guy. Right, but if you really want your boobs back, right, and you want to be a guy, why, this is well, so this confusing, is, yeah. Yeah, this is why I don't, haven't done it. <laughs> right, because it would be like, okay, if you're not going to ever walk out of your house as a guy, then you would be bound, even though you'd still have your dick, right, and like you'd still be a guy, because you'd feel uncomfortable to walk out, you'd have to be a female all the time. You'd have to live an even worse of a double life, I feel like. Yeah. Because you'd be hiding more as a guy. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yeah, but I mean, even as a, when I'm a female, I don't hide my dick. You know, I don't, I don't. Like, right, but so... when you're a female, you could hide it like when you're in a store and everybody is just regular. When you go into the you know, these video stores where you're having sex or what are they called? Like these theaters where you're having sex and yeah. everything's going down. That's one thing to not hide it. But in when you're walking out of your house as a female, you know, people don't see it, right? Isn't the whole point like sort of making people actually really believe you're a female? No, the whole point is feeling the, is wearing what I want to wear and feeling what I want, what the way I want to feel. Mm-hmm. So you want to wear women's yeah, clothes but um, feel like a man? No, I wear women's clothes. I feel like a female, yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just a girl with a dick. So I don't... I mean, I'm not sitting there showing it off, but I'm not hiding it either. Like, you know, I don't, like, how some some girls will tuck it, like, tuck it up between their legs or tuck it in a way so it disappears. So, you have, you know, it looks like, you know, you're flat there. Right, uh huh. You're not Especially totally you, right. I, mm-hmm. Right, I don't do that. Right, because you're not totally sold on just like you're not just hundred percent female. You really are both. Right, and also I don't look at my dick as you know some females look at their dick as ill. It's not part of me. Ill. It's this disgusting thing. Right, it's wrong. It they way. feel like it's wrong because they feel like right. they should. They were born the wrong sex physically because every other part of them feels like some. Some a different sex, right? right. Mm-hmm. I look at my dick like you know, it's there, it's functional, it, 
you know, feels great when it's hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you just want those yeah. t- those tits back. Do you remember anything about them? Like, like, do you remember like liking them or having any kind of sort of emotional attachment to them? I remember at one point saying I was like I didn't want to go through with the surgery. Mm-hmm. But I always thought it was it was just me saying because I didn't want to you know like what kid wants to go muscle and go in the surgery. Right, totally. It's and scary. you know now I'm thinking that maybe that was my female side saying they're supposed to be here. Yeah. Um. Maybe, or maybe it was just uh, like I think anyone's really afraid, especially at that age, to surgery. You know, you're yeah, going but under, I, you're in the I hospital. Think it was more, I think it was. I think it was more that was me. You know, my mind saying, "Don't go through that. They're supposed to be there." Right. That's what you think, or like and at thinking the time, back. I didn't. I wasn't processing that. So. Right. Uh, yeah, it's so confusing because, and that's why you're not able to make a decision. I mean, you're in therapy, right? Do you, does your therapist like um, specialize in this kind of a thing by any chance? Yeah, I remember I having. Look for, I look for one. I look for one that that she um, that deals with transgender people. Yeah, I remember having somebody else on the show, and I was like, "There's got to be like." You know, oh yeah, there's a lot of them, right? There, yeah. Especially now, like you said, you were going well, to like a group. Yeah, I mean. What we say about transgender people is like, you know, everybody thinks, oh, this is a new phenomenon. It's not. It's actually, the problem with it is there's more of us out there than you think there is. We hide. Right. Yeah, of course. Now I think people are hiding less because it's, there's a little, there's a lot more awareness, right? I mean, before there was none. Yeah, people are hiding less, but still, mm-hmm. when you look at how many people are out now, think about it, there's a lot more still hiding. I'm sure, of course, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's just coming out into the forefront. So it's just, it could be 10 right. years before everybody's completely free to be themselves, you know, mm-hmm. and you're not part of that, this generation, you know, I think if you're a lot younger, I think 20 somethings, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm 42. Yeah, it's very different. I mean, you lived most of your life having to hide out because nobody would even know what the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> No. I mean, it's and it's still confusing even now to me, but like, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20, like, you know, how would people, you know, people wouldn't even know what it was. I mean, it took you a long time to figure it out. Yeah. Hold on. It took, it took me a long time. And, you know, it's kind of funny because, well, not funny, but I say to people, say, we're, we're asking people to understand us, but we don't even understand ourselves. Right. And as a group, we don't. As a group, we're, you know, we're fighting to understand ourselves. Right. You don't think that some of them do? Like, I mean, like, you know, don't you think that some are very clear and have gotten to that place where they are clear? And I think those are the ones who are kind of like leaders of the movement, right? And helping everybody else that are just coming out, right? Yeah, I mean, I know somebody who is from my town. Mm Mm-hmm. And she transitioned, and she transitioned within, she did it all within six months. Right. Because she, and it's fair, that's very fast, but she knew, this is what I'm, this is who I am, this is what I need to be. She did it in six months. Mm-hmm. 
But how long did she know it? Did she just realize it, and then six months later she changed, or she no, just always knew not, it? Away? I think I think she know. I don't know her. I'm not close to her. Close to her, but um, she's known it for her life. Right, and now this was and someone kinda, who was a and guy. Kind of funny is yeah. kind of funny. We went to school together. Yeah, I was just going to say, are you the same age? Yeah, we're around the same age. Yeah. And so she was a guy, and she trans. She trans. She became. She transitioned into becoming a woman. Yeah. And now, were you guys friends? No. Interesting. And now, how did you find out that that this was the deal with her, like on Facebook or something, or like at a group? We went to. Well, we. I went to a support group for where she was at, and we're talking, and and was realizing, and you put two and two together, like holy crap. <laughs> right. And then you guys, did you guys start talking and sort of become friends? No. You have a thing with no, friends. Like, you still, even now, that you're so much more comfortable, like, with who you are, and you've come a long way, right, since high school when mm-hmm. you had to, like, hide out and not be yourself. Like, have you been able to have any kind of, like, very intimate relationships, like, whether it's, like, romantic or even just friendship, like, close friendships with people who know who you are? I have three. Well, that's not bad. Like, three mm-hmm. real friends that really know who you are, know mm-hmm. the real deal. Are they males, females, yeah. a mix? Female. All three are female. All three are female. Well, that's cool. Now, did were any of them, like, people that you dated at some point, or are they all just strictly no. friends? All friends. And what was the last time you had, like, a serious relationship with a woman? Well, it was before I figured out all this. Oh, really? And how, so 10 years ago, like? Uh, no. I mean, the last relationship I had with a woman was probably three or four years ago. Okay. Now, I know that you said on the first podcast that you hadn't had a relationship longer than two years, right? So how long did that one last? And you don't tell the females that you date about all this other stuff, right? No, I don't count the females as fucked. I fucked, no. What was that? I don't count the females I fucked, no. No, but I'm saying you don't tell them about, like, the whole bi-gender thing. I mean, they just think you're a straight guy that they're dating? Um, yeah. No, you say that, Actually, like, it's, the, you say the that not so clear. Had, yeah. The last girl I had a relationship with, I tried to tell her. And she kind of just blew me off. Later on, when it came out, she came back and was, "Oh my God, I know you were trying to tell me. I'm so sorry," and everything. And but that relationship was kind of one of those that wasn't going anywhere anyway. Right. Okay. And but you did try to tell her because of stuff on her end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're always like you told you said this too that you're always very monogamous. So it's not like you're screwing guys behind their back or anything. Do you find that yeah. maybe you don't have like relationships long term with women because you have such a strong desire sexually for all these things that you like to do? You're like a hardcore exhibitionist. You like to get it on with multiple people. You're very bisexual. Like, do you think if you're going like that, maybe that's what keeps you from staying with any woman for a very long time? Because if you're going to be monogamous, right, with a woman, how are you going to give up all that other stuff if they're never going to know about it, right? Then you can never do that stuff. And like, does it eventually just get to a point where like you just want to go out 
and act up sexually again so that you so you break up with them? Is that why it typically ends? No, it it ended, I think, more because of the whole life. I never opened up to them because of this whole thing. Right. Yeah. You seem like not a person so who's very detached. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the sexual part of it, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm a very sexual person. Like, I'm very open minded sexual, but I'm a very sexual person. So mm-hmm. if I'm with you and we're having sex on a regular basis, that's going to be enough for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. That becomes um, like what you're into. I've, right. Okay, cool. So it's more about they, you just on some, because I could sense that from you just talking to you and I, I only mean, know you for a short time that like the things that you say, it just seems like you don't have any real relationships. Even though you say you have these three women, I still believe that you keep yourself pretty disconnected with. No, these no? three are these very close. Three are not. Yeah. Um, one figured it out. Wait, you know, she figured it out. But I told her the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of them. Right. Um, the other one, yeah, and the other two, I came out and told. But and besides telling them, though, are these people that like you hang out with all the time that you got to dinner that you call met, up and talk to on the two, phone a lot? Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and two of them have met my other side. Oh, okay. That's great. So they fully know who you are, right? And they accepted yeah. you. I mean, that must have been, like, uh, helpful to you to see that, like, if you make friends, right, and they mm-hmm. people care about you, that they will be able to accept who you really yeah. are, right? Yeah. How come you can't do that with guys? Any of your guy friends? Do you have any guy friends? I have a, my, I have a best friend. He's a guy. Okay, and he has no idea about this all this other stuff? I don't think so, no. Right, and you can't Actually, come clean. You said you came clean on Facebook about being transgender, so he must know. Yeah, so he probably knows something, but but the thing about it, I don't need him to know. Like, I don't need him. I don't need that for him. He's the guy that I'm friends with. We talk about baseball, football. You know, that's what I need from him. I don't need him to know this. Right, but don't you think on some level, like having everything just be like completely open, maybe instead of keeping things so compartmentalized, would be freeing on a certain level or no? No, I mean, if you just find out one day, I'm not going to freak out about it. But I mean, if you put it on Facebook that you're transgender, how could he just only sort of assume that maybe something's going on? He must know completely. He didn't have any questions I mean, for you. Like I said, I'm sure he. I'm sure he knows, but he's not the type of person that's going to sit there and ask me. Right, because that's just not how he's guys not. are. He's not going to talk to you like right. I am. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's mentioned stuff to me. Like um, I was talking to him one day, and he said, "You know, you know, Victoria's Secret's having a sale in bras. You need bras." So you know, he's he's kind of saying he knows without saying it. Right. I think that's how guys communicate to each other. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because probably on a sub level, he just wants to talk to you about the stuff that you talked to too. He doesn't give a shit about all that yeah. other stuff, <laughs> right? No, I mean, you know, he he knows. So I'm sure he knows on some level about it, but I don't think he he doesn't know everything. He doesn't know I'm by. He doesn't know my exhibition. He doesn't know I was, you know. And he doesn't ask any questions, right? I mean, he knows no. you're transgender because you let him know that, right? But he doesn't ask. Yeah, I mean, it was details. on Facebook, and you know, 
I'm sure everybody knows something of it. I don't know if they know the depth to it or what. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's interesting to me that you let put it out there and you said that you didn't really have any, it was very anticlimactic, which that's when I was like, hmm, like, are you very close with your friends? Because most of the time I would think like close friends would maybe say like, what do you mean? Like, I don't well, know. Well, the, the three I'm talking about already knew before I said it. Right. Okay. Right. But that's what's so odd is that everybody else that didn't know didn't really have a reaction. But maybe people just don't know. I'm a very like... Uh, I don't know what the word is, but like I would be the type of person I, that would know how to sort of approach my friend and be like, oh my God, that's so interesting and ask them questions. And I think other people maybe yeah. feel a little uncomfortable and don't know what to say. So they just don't say anything, even though they're curious because they don't want to offend, I, you know? Yeah. I think I would have gotten more reaction if I came out and said I was bi. Right. Because they know what that is. Transgender, they, you know, they probably have an idea, but they don't really know. Right. But let's get because I, I know that you said and I don't know if this is because like I like I wonder as an exhibitionist, right, you have that hardcore side of you. Does it do you get like is it like interesting to you or like a turn on to you to like talk about your experiences like on the show and put it out there for people to hear? Yeah. Is that like a does that sort of feed that part of you? Yeah. I mean, listen, I have had a couple people, not 100%. Most people love coming on my show afterwards. They'll all be like, oh, my God, that was great. But a couple have been like it, and it was very, it was like there was like a turn on to be sort of talking about my stuff out in the open. And I guess thinking that, you know, all these people are going to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't you do um, your, yeah, yeah, for me it is. Right. So why don't you do your thing? I know that you said, because I was like trying to figure out where we were going to go and I re-listened to the podcast and I'm like, I want to talk more about like, you know, your younger stuff and all that stuff that happened to you when you were little that maybe, you know, affected you. And um, mm-hmm. you were like, yeah, and we could also talk about stuff that I've done sexually, you know, recently. So why don't you tell me some stories? Well, I just told you the story. of <laughs> the story, the one making out with the guy. It was the guy dressed up as a girl. Right, he right, and but he was with his girlfriend, and this is at this place where you always go. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, when it's a situation like that, and you feel yourself like super attracted to the guy, and you guys had like a connection, do you ever exchange numbers with these people and meet them outside of this place? Um, no. How come? That never came up with then. But um, what about with other people? people? I've had people ask, but it's like, no, you know, I, it's kind of like a safety thing for me. Right, right. Well, I think it's also like interesting who you are. Yeah. yeah, you compartmentalize. You don't want to, like, you're used to keeping that part of yourself in that place. Well, and to take it outside more, of that, it would be, I think, a whole different experience, maybe. It may be too much. It's not your, what you're interested in. You're not interested in sort of getting close with a guy on other levels, right? So I think the best way to keep no, it. No, I'm just I'm just interested in him, you know, his dick, and I'm interested in him coming on my tits, basically. Right, and you prefer for it to be in front of people. Um, I can do it in front of people. I can do it privately. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it in front of people. But it doesn't have to be preferred that way. Right, you should do both. So do you have guys that you sort of meet up with like in hotels or at your I'm assuming you live alone, right? So you could host at your house, right? No, I live alone. And I did that a few, you know, years ago where I had, um, I met up with, you know, I had a, had a couple of guys come over my house. Mm-hmm. 
and, and I've gone over other people's house, but I stopped having them come to my house with them. Like, okay, I'm telling these people where I live so they can come back later and rob the place. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's why, and that's kind of why I don't give out numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So you kind of remain a little bit anonymous because you just don't know these people. Right. I think that's smart. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's a way of keeping your distance a little bit. I think you do that across the board in your life, and that works for you. Yeah. I sense something I think there. I going away more, so. Let me ask you this. Like, do you want to ever get married and have kids? Did I ask you that question before? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, yes, I do. Um, it's, it's interesting because as more and more as I figure out things, and I'm saying I'm probably going to find a girl who's probably – just as much of an exhibition as me. Uh-huh. I probably have to, you know, be more of a swinger because yep. am I going to give up, you know, being with guys? No, I like it too much, you know? Right, that's what I said earlier. Like, to be long-term with a woman, she'd have to be accepting of that other side because eventually you'd want to sort of do that stuff again, right? Yeah. And you don't want to do it. You're not someone that, like, you're monogamous in that. You're, like, honest, right? You don't want to do it behind someone's back. No. That's not an option for you. No, that's not an option. I don't want to do it besides somebody's back. And, that's why you know, you've remained wants, faithful to the other women, right? You were able to do that for two years. But if you're with someone for 10 or 15 years, how are you well, going to do the it? Break, the two-year relationship, the breaking up was, was not about that. It was. No, um, I know. But I'm just saying that like, you're realistic. Like You know yourself. You know that if it went any longer than that or it's long-term, 5, 10, 15 years, you're, you're not going to want to just remain with one woman. Like You're going to miss being with guys, right? I don't miss being with people. I mean, right. you know, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not monogamous in that way. I like having multiple sex partners. I like having mm-hmm. group sex. I like having the freedom. If I want to fuck somebody, I fuck somebody. Yeah. Right, and you want to right, and so you want to go into the uh, any kind of serious long term relationship, being totally honest about that. And I believe, and I think we talked about this on the first on the last episode. Now I remember. That you will find some. There's plenty of there, there's women out there that would, mm-hmm. you know, totally be okay with that. Now, would you be open to meeting a transgender woman? Yes. Right. That's cool. And now, what about kids? Are you interested in any of that kind of stuff? I am, but I'm at the age now where it's like, okay, either she's going to have her kids, or more than likely, she doesn't want any. Right, because you like to fish in your own like age range. I mean, you're not looking for 25 year olds. <laughs> no, you know you're only you 42. What? Then you have to talk to them. <laughs> right. No. So you feel like if you met someone now and they're around your age, they. I mean, don't get me wrong. You give me a 25 year old and wants to fuck me, I'm gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you like equal opportunity as far as like you're like because you know you're into men, you're into women. Are you into like? Fat, skinny, tall, short, old, young—like, like those kind of extremes. Um, I'm more into white women and Asian women and Spanish women. I'm not really into black women. Interesting. Okay. Um, I like heavier women. Mm-hmm. Um, not not heavy like huge, but like shapely. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Guys-wise, it's kind of like, um, don't look disgusting. 
don't look disgusting <laughs> you yeah, mean in their face or he, their body no, I mean, I've gone into those places and you get these old, really old, creepy people. It's like, no. Right. Like, they're just, they're, yeah. so you, there's, are there a lot of, he, like, a hot guys in there, those places? Or is that every now and then um, you'll find one? They're average guys. I mean, you know, a lot of them are in my age group. They're average. Um, you get occasionally, you get, a, you know, really a 20-something-year-old with a hot body. Well, that was you. I mean, that's when you started to do that. Hmm? You know, you showed up at that club or that, what is it called? Like, a th- you know, you showed up at that place, bookstore, when you were like 21. Yeah. Right. You ever see any celebrities at this place? <laughs> no. Okay. Not the ones I go with. <laughs> right. I remember once my friend was working in a swingers club and there was one celebrity, I would never name names that would always come to the swingers club. Mm. And it was just like interesting. But I wouldn't have you name names. I was just wondering. Um, so you, uh, so your, how did we get onto the whole thing? What did I ask first? Hold on, I have to edit this out. About well, how, you started talking about, you know, asking me, the, do I get aroused looking about it, which I do. Right. No, but to, um, yeah, it was more about, because you I were, mean, la- yeah. to be honest with you, the last podcast, did I get aroused? Yeah, I did. Yeah, no, I mean, like, this is, I don't know how we got back onto this, but yeah, and maybe this is what you want to, well, this is how we'll wrap it up, we'll talk about this, so, you know, whatever, but, like, you, I've had a couple people say that, um, and I guess it's the ones that have a little bit of the exhibitionist in them that they like to talk about, and then they got aroused. I mean, you know, for me, I'm doing it because I'm, like, interested in hearing the stories, and other people are. I'm sure people that are listening are feeling the same thing, you know? Um, that's why I don't like to totally cock block the, the stories about, like, I don't, like, you know, you look at the episodes of my show and you think, like, oh, it's like a sex show. But it's really, I don't think that it is because that's not what I'm doing. I just like to sort of analyze no. people and everything and I'm just curious. I of- but I do think right. that people do get something erotic about the stories and everything. So sometimes even though they're oh, not yeah. as the most interesting part of my podcast for me, I don't like, you know, I care more about like the other psychological stuff. I do, I do like to make sure that I allow people to talk about them because I know that my listeners like them, <laughs> you know. And yeah. I think, look, you like talking about it. People like listening to it. It's that kind of a scenario. So, you know. Um, I, I know, I, like, I just was wondering how I got to the point where I was asking you about, me, um, how you were saying what you like with the males and the females who like, fa- you know, oh, the oh, men. You asked me what kind, of, what kind of type, do I have a type of woman or have a type of body that I like or something like that. Yeah, no, the guys, and then you were saying you had the guys, uh, you know. I mean, guys pretty much don't be, don't be creepy looking and, um, that's about it. I mean. I don't look like I can walk down the street very rarely. I look at a guy and go, he's hot. Right. Well, there's not um, a lot of hot guys. <laughs> it's weird, you know. I well, live no, in, in general. Setting. Very rarely do I go down and look like you're hot, unless unless you're wearing something tight and I can see your butt or your legs or you know even if I can see that way in your dick. You know. Right, because you're not really looking at the face. I'm looking at their dick. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Right. To me, with a guy, all I want is your dick, you know. And with a woman, you're you... looking at her face in the bot, like everything? What? 
Is it different for a woman when you're just like in that place and you're looking for a woman to sleep with? Like, is do you take the face into consideration more, or just like, that doesn't matter either for a woman? It's just more about her body. Oh, uh, woman, you. Uh, when I'm looking at a woman in that place, I'm I'm looking at her body and I'm looking at her more. Um, guys, guys are easy. What do you mean easy? Easy to see? Like easy to? What do you mean easy? Easy to like, screw. <laughs> They're easy yeah, to screw, right? Of course. Yeah, you know, I can go in there and screw any guy I want. Totally. Almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's probably not a lot of women in these places, right? Few and far between. That's what I would um, think. Depends. You can have one. You can have one night nobody comes in, and you can have a night where a bunch of women come in. And most of the time, they're with another guy, right? I mean, they're right. Right. They're, yeah. It's a couple scenario. Um, and when you go and nobody's there, like nobody at all, and like how long do you wait around? Uh, depends. Sometimes I'll be there a couple hours. Right, and you're just hanging out. This is like a bookstore, and you're in, like in the back, or is this a club? Yeah, the one I go to is it's a bookstore, but I don't think they in novelties, but I don't, say, I don't think they sell a lot of that anyway. But um, they have like three. Well, it's really two big rooms with a divided into three, and there's like a. A street theater, a gay theater, in each. Right, and you go. And, and I call it a theater, but it's not like a theater with rows of seats. And so it's a room. There's videos. There's screens with videos playing, and there's couches around. Oh, uh, right, right. It's not like they're selling popcorn and tickets to get in. No. And there's not movie seats. Although I've been to those too. What do you mean, like a real theater? Like, like I've been movie to theater? one that that was like a theater converted into a porn. Yeah. It was a real theater at one time. Could you get popcorn? <laughs> no. Um, they didn't yeah, sell. But they did. The, I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat the food there. Ah, right, but they did. But it was set up like with the with the chairs and everything. Yeah. Right, because it was converted, and they have these. I mean, I this mean, is the same fun. one you've been going to that you've gone to since you're 21, right? Oh, that one's closed. Oh, okay. So this is a new one. I mean, are you kind of like a regular, and you know a lot of the people there? Oh yeah, I know the people that work there. It's it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In what sense um, funny? Oh no, just in general. I it's know like the Cheers. People that work there, and it's like huh? the X-rated Cheers. You know, where everyone knows your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, they ask you how you, and you and it's it's an interesting place because you can be sitting. There. And one of the things I like about the place, and I like going to places like I can be sitting there talking to somebody about baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're sitting and talking about, you know, uh, our favorite baseball teams and what's going on in baseball, and we're just having to be standing in a room with our dicks out. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. about baseball. It's mm-hmm. so kind of interesting, and that that's, that's stuff that kind of I find interesting and kind of cool. Right. It kind of becomes like it's not so abnormal. Like outside of it when you're looking at you know, from the outside, it would seem so bizarre, right? But when you're there and you're involved in it, it's just like kind of like it doesn't feel so weird, right? Because there are these everyday aspects to it that are going on besides yeah, all the crazy it's stuff. More, it's more that it's a place where you can totally be yourself. Right. And everybody's being themselves. You know, everybody's being the, being themselves. They're, you know, hey, they like what they like. Mm-hmm. 
That's what my podcast is all about. People call in and for like the 45 minutes to an hour that they're talking to me, they're completely themselves. To me, what's so interesting and why I do it is to bring sort of that aspect of like, it. it's not so crazy and the people aren't like people will say oh the creepy people from craigslist you know most of the people i talk to on craigslist and when you really talk to them they just seem like regular people like you know this is what you know yeah it's not like i don't get many people that i think are creepy or anything anyone you know no i mean if you met me on the street if you met me in you know my life you would think i'm a normal guy and it's yeah it's kind of funny it's like oh normal guy who you know is bi-gendered and you know i've and can perform in front of people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and likes it and loves it and is interested in that and has been doing that since he's mm-hmm. 21, you know, glory holes and all. Like you've done a lot of stuff. And I think that yeah. that's what I find interesting. I always say that the people that call into my show are people that you'd be sitting next to in a coffee shop and you'd have no idea. It's not like uh, some weirdo from Craigslist, you know? <laughs> it's just like regular people, but people are going on Craigslist to do this because everyone sort of has to hide that part of themselves you know well people go to those theaters because they have to you know everybody in here is hiding it right mm-hmm. i know you said you get married got you know and there's it, a married it, guy it's there. kind yeah. of sad you think about it it's like everybody in here is hiding themselves a part of themselves and it's because of society and it's like it should be that way you know it, so what i like going down on a guy you know i like guys going down on me i like you know another fetish of mine i like guys coming on my boobs and you're what I like guys coming on my boobs. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why should, you know, it's, it sucks where you live in a society where people judge them and people go, well, you're not normal, you know? Right. Totally. Or they would think you're like a and pig people, or like a pervert or whatever. Yeah. Right. And people hide, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you know, people just take sex so seriously and they're so involved in other people's shit. Like, what do you care about if somebody likes that? Like, what does it even matter if you like that? Right. And you're paired up with a guy who's like into doing that, then what is it? Anyone else's business? You know what I mean? I think it just becomes a problem when people are like, you know, don't are boundaryless and are pushing their sex, you know, sexual stuff on other people that don't want it. Then there's like, that's like illegal shit. But like, besides that, it's all yeah, consensual and that. it's adults. Right. And it's, it's, uh, it's all right. fine. So it should be a problem. Yeah, because you asked me one time, did I get, did I go into like expose myself in places? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not what it is about. You know, for me, I know people who do it. Mm -hmm. I know I've met people who do it, and they're like, oh, it's so great, and everything like that. And I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I haven't gotten a hard on in a pair of jeans and. I'm sitting there at Dunkin' Donuts, and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've had people notice that I'm hard. Mm-hmm. But it's not like... And you're not doing that on purpose. You're not going out and seeking no. that. It just happens, and you're like, oh, my God, right? And that's just like maybe everybody has a little bit of that in them, right? But it's the people that sort of cross the lines and do it, where it's basically almost maybe illegal. <laughs> then you have to be, like, wondering. But, like, that's not your scenario. Everything that you do sexually is just stuff that no, you're just, like, I mean, into. And it's not unhealthy. It's healthy for you. It's what you're in, which is, like, you're being true to sure. who you are. And you're living that out. I think where you're at right now in the crossroads you're, you, you know, you're facing is like, you know, whether you change things up drastically by transitioning or you continue on 
a little compartmentalized as you are and uh mm-hmm. you know waiting to find because uh, i do believe that you could find a woman that is accepting and i think I that so. if you could and if you do then um you know i think that would make you feel more comfortable maybe transitioning as you know into yeah. what you want I mean, you know, she's got to accept a lot. That's always, I always will think about it. It's like, wow, she's got to accept a lot. Yeah. Well, By gender, yeah. being bisexual, being, you know. Yeah, there is a lot. But, you know, I think that there's somebody for everybody. I mean, women yeah. women are like, women we date, I mean, men aren't so great, okay? <laughs> men have a no. lot of shit that women have to deal with. So, you know, I, I think that they're, you know, when you're really ready and you really want to find someone, I think that you can. I, I see people accepting different kinds of people all the time. So I think that you should uh, you should be open to that happening for you at any time because it can, you know. But I wouldn't yeah, transition I mean, before that happened. I think you would wait until maybe that happens. I'm not, you know, it's kind of something like I want... Like, yeah, you know what it is too is like like right now like I'll tell you right now I got my boobs on right now. You got what? And I got my boobs on right now. Uh huh. And I'm not fully dressed as a woman, but I got you know a pair of skinny jeans on, a pair of boots, uh huh, and stuff because you wanted to speak to me more as a female, so I kind of got into the character more this time. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That you're very different in both uh, as both people, right? So I was talking more to the woman. I think you seem similar to me, but there's a difference, right? Um, I, it's different. I mean, I'm more talkative and more outgoing than I was last time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the voice you're seeing the vo- you're hearing just a voice. Right. The voice doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but, like, I think I was going to say, but, oh, oh, yeah, by my boobs. Now, when I take these off, mm-hmm. which I probably won't take them off the rest of the day, mm-hmm. it's a letdown. When you, when you get rid of them. Yeah. Right, and you go back, it's right. It's like almost going into immediate depression. Yeah, well, you know, that means that, like, uh, there's something missing in reality. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's almost like that's, like, the fantasy part of yourself, right? Because it's not really real, but you go there, and you feel very fulfilled. And then when you take that out and you get back to reality, here you are a guy without yeah, those tits, and then something's missing. Yeah, when they're on and, you know, they're on and everything, I feel like they're supposed to be there, I'm, you know, yeah. They're there. Um, I wish they were part of me because I could show more cleavage than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would love to be in the theater and just take my top down and have my tits just sit there. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can't. And right. Not yet. You know, there's times that that really sucks, you know, and there's times in the theater that I get really kind of down because it sucks because it's like I totally want I have my tits just sitting there out, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or I'll have a guy say, are they real? Yeah. Right, but, you, like, but no. you know that they're not, and you want to say yes. Yeah, and I'm like, no, and in my mind, I'm like, I wish there were. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. Well, that's like until you know for sure, and you're really, really ready to take that step, 
Right. You can't do it. And uh, until then, you have to just keep sort of, you know, living a, a little bit of the double life. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So there I mean, you go. yeah, have I thought about, you know, what size would I get? You know, then I could still hide them. Yeah, I thought about it. But then am I, am I going to be happy with that size? No, you're not going to be, like you said. If you're going to have Which them, I'm, you I really know want them. Right. So what's the point? That would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying the size that I'm wearing now is the size I want. It's just that I want them to be out there. I want people to see them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got the bigger size really because of my fetish. I like guys coming on them. Right. So I gave them a bigger target. <laughs> but What? So I gave him a bigger target to come on. Oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Plus, you also said it goes with your body type better, too. Hmm? Plus, it also goes with your body type better. Yeah, yeah, you, you. I mean, like, it's a big decision to make because it wouldn't be, so high. it would, it would, you know, it would definitely change the way people see you. And that's a huge thing. So, you know, you can't. I would change, it would change my life. And it's like, do I really want to change that? Maybe not yet, but, you know, maybe not in the yet. future, maybe because if you stay alone, you know, and you're still doing what you're doing and you're like unfulfilled, maybe after a while it will just become too much and you will do, you will want to make that transition. Yeah. Maybe that will be something that changes your life and makes you happier. I don't know. I don't think it's any time soon. You know, I think you, I think uh, you may be a couple of years away from that. Yeah, at least that. Right? If I ever do it, you know? Yeah, right. You might, but I think, you know, it would be, like I said, years from now. But I think what you, I mean, are, is it like finding a relationship and having one, something that's a priority for you right now in your life? Um, yeah, because I'm tired of being alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. In your 40s, I think that that happens, right? Mm-hmm. More so. I mean, um, it it's, for, finding the right, yeah. it's finding the right relationship. It's finding the, the right the right person to be with. Yeah, for you, that's like harder. I want like somebody harder. who's going to mm-hmm. allow me to be me. Yeah, right. And how do you go about She's meeting women? allow her to be her. Yeah, how do you go about meeting women at this point in your life? Good question. So you don't, right. It, well, it is. It, it's probably I should just go out there and just start meeting people, but it's it's kind of, and it's kind of in the back of my mind, it's like, yeah, I go meet this person, and I actually recently gave my number to somebody, and then and then I'm starting to think to myself, okay, when am I going to tell her? Right. Uh, the last person I tried to, you know, the last person I was trying to date, I told her pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And, and well, I think it was more on her problems with her, but basically, we went on one date, and that was it, and she. We met on Tinder, actually, and mm-hmm. she's not, she's still friends with me. She'll still talk to me, but she kind of just disappeared romantically that way. Yeah, well, like, listen, I mean, and, it's not your most women are not going to be accepting of it, right, and not into it. But why not weed out the the people, those people, right off the bat? I don't think that it's something that oh, if you got a girl, if you hit it so much, and then sort of let a girl know when she was in love with you that she would be more accepting. I think it's more someone's accepting or they're not. And it's well, much better. I don't, want, I don't want to be that way. Cause I don't want to get, I don't want her to think, Oh, I'm, I hit it. That's and what I'm saying. Right. And then you're like, I, I don't think that works now. in this situation. 
right. I have an ex-girlfriend now that no, that knows um, everything about me, and actually, she's probably the fourth person who wants to have a good relationship with. She what? No, I say she's probably the fourth person that could say I have a really good relationship. Like you asked me, right? Yeah, who's yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. I dated her. I was friends with her. Then we then we dated, and then we and and we were together probably a year. Mm-hmm. And then I, after we dated, I came out and told her, and now she knows everything. She knows what I do. She knows, you know, everything. Like I'll sit there and talk to her and. You know, I'll sit there and tell her, you know, oh, I was out tonight and this happened, you know? Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made sure, and I, and I still kind of worry about it, made sure to let her know that I wasn't doing it with, I was with you. Because I hate having that feeling like, did I, you know, by not telling you, I'm not being so respectful for you, and I hate that feeling. Right. You're not deceived. Like, you don't want to deceive anybody. You're not looking to bait and switch no. anyway. That's why it's like it has to be. I don't think it's bad that you told that person on the first day and then they they weren't interested. It's just like you well, got to you the know, point really like quick. That. You're not wasting your time. That's fine. But I think it's a numbers game with anybody dating. Right. This is how we're going to we're going to wrap it up after this. But like the, it's a numbers game when you're dating. And um, mm. I think with you, your number, you have to do three times the amount of numbers that other people have to because what you're yeah. looking for is a little hard to find. Right. But it's out there so you have to be dating a lot you know and you should just put it out there you know right off the bat so that you weed out the people that aren't interested and eventually you'll meet the one that is but I think you have to go on uh, you know I think you have to continue to do Tinder um, and date a lot to um, find I'm done that with person Tinder. or well whatever you know I don't know I don't date anybody T- right now Tinder I, I met two people on Tinder and they both were flaky yeah, well, people are flaky in general, but I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I don't right. know. I mean, yeah. once they were really flaky, and then after that, I would match people in Tinder, start talking to them, and they're either, either a front for a ad. Mm-hmm. Right, of course, right. That's what happens, unfortunately, oh. when something gets very um, successful, people then all the spam yeah. gets on there. Right, or the person kind of just doesn't respond back. Right, but I'm sure your therapist you go to who specializes in this knows of places or ways for you to meet people and you probably talk about that and you have to just continue to put yourself out there because eventually I really believe you could find somebody. Six to eight months. If you really date, like it could be six to eight months from now you meet somebody, for real, swear. That's what I believe. That's my prediction. I make predictions on my podcast and I'm always right, so I say six Mm. to eight months. But you have to put yourself out there and you have to date. Somehow, and I think that maybe that therapist or your support groups or pe- other people that you know that ha- are transgender could maybe help you out, you know. But yeah. um, and keep me posted. Well, I say six to eight months. Okay, like that's a major I also thing. Fight. I yeah. don't. I don't really talk about uh, to other transgender or other girls about it because they all assume I want a guy. Like I meant to. You know, trans. You know, she she transitioned, um, and is actually well. It's a funny story because she actually offered me to to work as a stripper. But <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Because she said I looked that good, mm-hmm. and but she just assumed I want a guy, and she starts talking about guys, whatever. And I told her, no, I'm looking for a female. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, why? This is her question. Why? Right. Mm-hmm. 
Because in her mind, it's like, no, you're transitioning to a girl. You're a girl. You want a guy. And I'm like, no. Yeah, but right. But you know exactly what you want. So it doesn't matter what people think. I mean, you know, you. you... Oh, no. I'm not, I, I, I'm not saying it as good, but I'm saying this is why I don't really ask for advice from tra- other transgender people because. They don't understand. Not, not all, all advice of like they, how to just meet people so in general. Rapid. It doesn't matter. But listen, it doesn't yeah. matter whether you're trying to meet a guy or a girl. The same way of going well, about it. they're so wrapped up in their own, in their own stuff because there's a lot of stuff going on in their head that sometimes they... Get stuck on it. Right. I get it. Right. And then they don't understand why you don't feel that way. Right. Right. Well, everyone's just so narcissistic and into themselves. I think you find that across the board with anybody. So it's very hard to find people that really give a shit about what you're talking about <laughs> and want to really help you. You know, they're just involved in their own stuff. That's just a fact. But I think you just got to continue dating and and, you know, keep me posted on what goes down. And I, you know, I when you either date somebody or have some new stories that you want to come on and talk about, let me know and I'll have you back on. Okay. All right, Sam, thanks so much for calling in again. Well, thank you for having me. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.